0: Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity, Westerhales. We're delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you would be blessed through it. Just as the uh, children are going out there, we also want to just be reminded that uh, many of the teenagers are at uh, magnitude this weekend and uh, just having um, uh, just uh, five days of God. Uh, turning up and just speaking to young people. Uh, it's the sort of takeover from Soul Survivor, and uh, half a dozen of the young people are there from this church, and I think that hundreds and hundreds of young people, teenagers from all over Scotland, meeting together. So we want to really pray for them and pray that God would meet with them, even this morning as they're, as they're met, as the Word of God uh, goes out. So, Father God, we, we just pray Just as we've seen uh, some of the children go down, we want want your blessing, richest blessing on them. Uh, Surround them with your presence. Protect them uh, with that shield of faith that that they might hold it up in their lives, all through their lives. May they never drop their shield of faith at any point, Lord, because they've put their trust in you and you're going to uphold them and you're going to give them the gift of faith. And we pray, Lord, for just all the teenagers who are away right now um, and uh, at magnitude, we, we pray, Lord, that there would be an awesome sense of your presence that you would come and meet with them. Bless the speakers, Lord, as they speak. May they speak eternal truths about you. and May it resonate in hearts because you've been preparing hearts to receive you as king so that when uh, when they come back, they might be on fire for you. Lord, we do need a, a, a fresh wind at the fragrance of heaven. We need you to pour your spirit out upon us in these days. And so come, Holy Spirit. And in this place, Lord, as we're met together around your word, Lord, would you pour your spirit out? And we pray that the speaker would decrease, so that Jesus Christ of Nazareth would increase, for we ask it in His holy name, amen, amen. I'm really going to sum up this morning um, what we've been learning over the past seven or eight weeks, because we've we've had a topic called, When God Turns Up. And we've been looking at all these stories, if you've missed it, these stories in the Old Testament where God turns up himself and somebody meets with what maybe seems like fire or a cloud of glory or a human being or an angel of the, of the Lord or one that looks like the Son of Man and they come away from it saying, I've met with God. And they really did meet with, with God, People like you know, they were most awesome stories. Moses meeting with God at the at the burning bush. Remember Joshua meeting this mighty warrior, and it turns out it's the Lord. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they're thrown into the fiery furnace, and God turns up and walks with them in the midst of the fire, so that not even not even their clothes smell of fire. And so these amazing stories, they're some of the most wonderful stories we can read in the the Old Testament of God uh, uh, turning up. We want to take just a a step back and we want to ask the big question, why does God do this? (laughs) Why is God turning up in that way? What is He trying to communicate about Himself? Why does God turn up for a time, and it's always a time, you know it's always it's always for a fixed period and then god withdraws god goes away what is he trying to tell us about himself and i think what god's trying to tell us about himself is most clearly taught in a verse of scripture in jeremiah 23:23 23, 23, which is our scripture for t- today and it'll come up on the screen this is jeremiah 23:23 23, 23. it's god who's speaking and god revealing something about himself, something that you've maybe not thought too deeply about before. Maybe you have. And this is what God says. Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. God says about himself that He is a God who is near and a God who is far at the same time. In fact, there's a name for God, the God who is near. It is uh, Elohim Mikarov. Sounds like a Russian name. It's not. It's a Hebrew name. Elohim Mikarov. It means the God who is near, close, close but there's also a name for God that is Elohim Rahok. And that is the God who is far away. And God comes to Jeremiah and Jeremiah writes it down so we can read it today and we can learn something about God that says that God is both near and far at exactly the same Time It can be hard to get your head around that, but it is true, isn't it? We, we, we know from the, from the Bible's hymn book, the Bible's worship set, if you like, the book of the Psalms, we know whom God is near. We can read scriptures about who God is near to, if we're going to the, uh, the next screen. Well, let's, let me do, uh, it says, the Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. God is near to those who call. Maybe today you've come and you've gone, where is God? And God's Word always penetrates into those thoughts or those doubts or those fears that we have, those questions that we have, and He comes and He says, God is near, the Lord is near to those who call on Him, those who call on Him in truth. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. The Lord is close to the broken hearted. Psalm 34 verse 18. God is close. Who's God close to? Those who call on him. God is close to those who are broken hearted. Maybe there's somebody here and you've just come into church and you've gone, this is well, this is my last time I'm coming to church because I just feel destroyed on the inside. I'm so broken. As I was, put this verse into, as I was preparing the, the, the PowerPoint, not as I was preparing the sermon, but as I was preparing the PowerPoint, I just felt this weight that someone was coming in today. And that brokenheartedness, was, it, it, it felt like they just had to give ultimatums to God. And God's coming to you today and saying, I'm close to the brokenhearted. I'm close to the brokenhearted. I was reminded of, of this verse because of a wee picture that the, the, the HT men's group, they sent on, on WhatsApp. And somebody was sent, they were on a bus this week here in Edinburgh, and they looked up, and it said, seek ye the Lord while ye may be found. Call upon him while he is near. On a bus, brilliant. That could give great hope to someone. That's from Isaiah, but I was thinking about the Psalm verse that says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord is close to those who seek Him and call on Him. But we also know from the Bible that God is also far away from some people. The Lord is far from the wicked, but He hears the prayer of the righteous. God is far from the wicked, someone comes to me as a minister and they say, I feel far away from God, you've got to ask that awkward question. Are you doing something that's actually keeping, you, keeping God from you? Are you living in such a way that's keeping God from you? Because sometimes it's as simple as that. The Bible tells us the Lord is far from the wicked. Psalm 1386, though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble so awesome, so great, so amazing, so far above everything, but he keeps his distance from the proud. The Lord's close to those who call on him. He's close to the brokenhearted, but he's far from the wicked and the, and the proud. The Lord, he's far and he's near At exactly the same time. I've got a picture. If we go back to a picture, it's a kind of, I'll call it an optical illusion. Read that, okay? Some of you are reading you are far away. See some of you? Some of you are reading you are close. Aren't you? (laughs) Yeah. And now I've said it, some of you are going, I can see both. And some of you going, I can't see the other one. <laughs> it says both. It says you are far away, and it says you are close at exactly the same time. God's both near and far. God turns up. He he comes into this earthly realm he appears to people right throughout the scriptures we read these stories and he comes and wants to show himself to people he wants to show him. he wants us to know him he's near he is what the theologians call imminent it's close but god turns up and after a while he leaves every time. Because he also wants us to know that he's also a God who is far away. He is what theologians call transcendent. He's imminent, so close, and he's transcendent. He's far away at exactly the same time. And you already know this. You don't need me to teach you this. And you don't need me to use fancy words. Because you have been saying it, many of you, since you were a little tiny nipper. Because you've been taught the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And what is the first line of the Lord's Prayer? We said it today. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father, God is close. He's a Father to us. The, the, the word We know the word, and I'll repeat this over and over again. For 17 years, I've been doing it. He, he uses the familial term for a father, Abba, the word that if you went to visit Israel today, and you listened to school children, because I've heard them, they, they shout out to their dad, daddy. Abba, they still today you hear it. It's amazing to hear it actually being spoken. This is the word you would call out, Daddy. This is how close Jesus wanted you to know that God could be to you. He is a father to you, He's a good father, and He wants you into this close relationship. God is near, He's imminent, He's close. But He's also our Father who is in heaven, He's also the one who is far away. He rules from heaven. He reigns from heaven. He's in control of all things from heaven. He's the God who's both near and far, both imminent and transcendent. So far, so simple. But you can always rely on a minister to make it more complicated than it is. So, let's try it. Um, I want, I want to uh, show you something that uh, theologian John Frame does. He's a reformed uh, theologian. And he he uh, teaches uh, theology all over the world. And he speaks about this. And he's created a square. And it's called Frame's Square. It's become very, very famous. It's called Frame's Square. So we're going to uh, draw uh, a square. And... Um, I'm going to put some numbers here. And I'm going to put here that God is transcendent, because I'm going to use his term. But all you need to know I hope I spell this right, God's transcendent, but God is also imminent. He is close. And this. These two things is the Christian understanding. That's the Christian understanding. God is far away and he's near at exactly the same time. But you know what the enemy loves to do? Doesn't he love to twist things in such a way that It's partly true, but it actually becomes something that's false. And so in Frame Square, he says over here is the non-Christian. I don't know if you can read that. The non-Christian understanding. And it says... When we believe about God, is that He's far away. And what we mean by God being far away is that God sees everything. He rules everything. He is supreme over everything. So let's just say that God rules everything. God is far away, but He just sees the whole thing, He sees the beginning. From the end. In fact, that phrase that the Hebrew Bible uses of God being a God who is far away is translated sometimes in other places as the God of the future. He knows everything from the beginning to the end. But Satan comes along and he says, Oh, yeah, this God's far away. And he's totally uninvolved in his creation. He doesn't care about the creation. God is far away. Yeah, maybe He made the world. But like a watchmaker who makes a watch and winds it up, and it all is working beautifully, and then just clears off onto the next timepiece. The enemy comes, and he says, God is un... In fact, I'll write it bigger. Uninvolved doesn't care about you. God's not interested. You're like ants to Him. The Christian understanding is that God is imminent. He's close. You can call in prayer upon Abba Father. He's so close to you. The enemy comes, and he wants to twist that away and say that God is so close to His creation that He's just the same as it, In the past, people were called uh, pantheists. They believed that God was the world. Nowadays, we have people who think that the world is eternal itself. Despite all of science pointing to the fact that the universe had a beginning, but there's plenty of people who write online uh, and write articles that the universe has just always existed. There's no creator. And the enemy loves to twist it in such a way there are some forms of environmentalism that elevate the creation to the status of the creator; it becomes the God itself. There are some forms of environmentalism that are very good; it's about stewarding God's creation and care of that. But there are other forms of it that becomes a religion in itself, becomes an idol in itself, and so. God is close, but Satan loves to twist it and make it so that you can't make a distinction. God is the world. You can see how subtle it could get. It has a bit of truth in it, but it's twisted away from the reality of God. When God turns up, He's showing us that he wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. But he wants us to know him as he really is. And so he is both the God who is near and the God who is far. And so I just want to apply knowing God to this because that's what the theologians do. And what they do is say, when we say that God is transcendent, He, do I have a different color actually, God knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end, He knows the future, He's in control, He is supreme, He is sovereign. Down here, God can be known. Why can God be known? Because he's imminent, he's close, he's near. But he can only be known if God chooses to show himself to us. And Satan twists that. And he doesn't say, he'll, he'll agree with that along here and go, well, God can be known, but God is the world, you just get involved in worldly things. You just study the world and you'll know God. In fact, you can be gods. See how he twists it away. God is transcendent. He knows the beginning from end. He knows everything, but Satan comes and he twists it away. God knows everything, but he is un knowable. I'm not even spelling that right. He's unknowable. God, why are you bothering going after God? He cannot be known. It's too hard because He's so far away, because He's so transcendent. And what the Bible does every time we read a story of God turning up is He's reminding us of what the biblical understanding is, that God is transcendent and he's intimate, he's he's, he's far away and he is near. So just think for a moment of the stories we've been learning about, about God walking in the garden with Adam. God, what's he showing us? God's showing us that he wants to walk with us, wants to walk with human beings. God turns up with Abraham and Sarah. He makes incredible promises about children that will outnumber the grains of sand on the, the seashore. He's showing himself as a God, who, 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 a God of, of promises, a God, a covenant-making God who wants to make a relationship with Abraham and with Sarah, a God who wants a relationship with his people. Remember, God turns up in a burning bush to Moses. God has shown himself. He is holy. He's he's to be revered. He's pure. He's a God of faithfulness, a God of justice. Remember God turning up with Joshua. He turns up as a mighty warrior. And he reminds us that he's a God who fights on behalf of his people, but he's not a God that we can control. Not a God who's on anyone's side. We need to get on his side. Remember God turning up with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who refused to bow down to the king and they get thrown into the fiery furnace and God turns up as the son of man and he begins to walk with them through the fire so that they are safe. God showing himself that he loves his people. He's concerned about his people. He protects his people. He walks with his people. And all these pictures are shadows of what was to come In the ultimate when God turns up, the ultimate theophany, as the theologians call it, the ultimate time when Jesus, the Son of God, comes from heaven to earth, born in Bethlehem, born in a stable, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, becoming a human being. God showing that he is a God who comes near, a God who wants to walk with people, A God who cares about people, a God who's willing to make the ultimate sacrifice in going to the cross, who fights on behalf of His people, a God who is near and near to the brokenhearted and near to those who call out for His help, a Jesus who, after He dies on the cross, cannot stay dead because He is pure and sinless, and He rises again on the third day. He appears to the disciples and to hundreds, thousands of other people. And then, as all the Theophanies do, He returns to heaven. He withdraws to remind us that He is the God who is near, and He is the God who is far away. And Jesus is now sat at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and He rules from heaven. And he reigns from heaven. And he can see all things from heaven. And he's working out his purposes. And he's showing himself that he is the God who is near and he's the God who is far. And through faith in him today and through faith in Jesus, you can be certain that the one who has come near when you believed. And the one who is far away because he reigns in heaven right now will come again for you. When you put your trust, when you put your faith in Jesus, you can be 100% certain he's coming for me. He's not going to miss me out. I will not be lost. Jesus is coming for you because he's the God who is close and the God who is far away. He's coming for you. We know it because of the words of the Apostles' Creed that I wanted to end today uh, by saying um, together. I hope it's, um, it's not too small there. Uh, I hope you'll be able to see it. You could, you, if you need to get your glasses on, uh, I'll give you a moment to, to do that. But there's a wonderful line in there where, where Jesus, on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. Um, he's seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. He's coming again. You might feel he's far away right now, but he is coming close once and for all. And he's coming for all who have put their trust in him. Have you done that? And do you know him? The enemy wants you to think God's unknowable. He's too far above, too far away. Not cons- you're like ants to him. That's what he wants you to think. But he's come close. He's come close because every one of the, these lies here, they're directly contradicted down the, di- I should have drawn a diagonal line there by the opposite side of the line. God is noble. You can know God, but you can only know him when he chooses to reveal himself to you. And the good news is he's not only revealed himself in Scripture, in all these stories, he's revealed himself in Christ and He comes to you now, because He's alive, he comes to you right now, here. He says, you can know Abba Father, you can know Him, you can know Him through me, says Jesus. Believe in me, put your trust in me. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. Lord, like all simple truths, there's great depths to be plumbed of Your Word. And we thank You, Lord, for the revelation in Your Word that You are the God who is near and far away. Lord, sometimes we do find that confusing. We wonder how the two things can be together, and yet we want to hold those two things as two truths that are not to be separated. Lord, forgive us when we've listened to the twisting lies of the enemy and thought you weren't concerned about us or thought it was impossible to know God or thought you wouldn't come close to the likes of me. By the spirit of truth, would you break through every false thought we would have about who you are so that we might know the truth and the truth will set us free. So that we might know the truth about who You are, and the truth about who we are, and the truth about who we are when we are united to You, which was always Your plan. Thank You that You're the God who is near and far. Come close to the brokenhearted today, Come close to everyone who calls upon you. And Lord Jesus, come soon from heaven to finally bring justice on the earth. Come soon from heaven to save your people, to rescue them, to redeem this world into the glory of a new creation where we shall live and reign with you forever and forever. Amen.